Hi there and welcome to episode 165 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of The Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. Yesterday um, I received an email from, um, I obviously subscribed in the past to some academic organisation called Academia and they keep sending me um, highly academic papers about um, the slave trade and the abolition of the slave trade and um, I received one yesterday uh, that, that sort of made me chuckle slightly and, and I guess reminded me how important punctuation is because the title of the, of the essay or the paper was The Abolition of the Slave Trade in the British Parliament. Now, you know, I can guess what what they're trying, what the intention was. That the, they, they're talking about the abolition of the slave trade and 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 the role of the British Parliament in that. But actually, without a comma anywhere anywhere in that sentence, the abolition of the slave trade in the British Parliament abolition could be interpreted as as governing both the slave trade and British Parliament. And um, certainly, if you were if you were an anti-slaver like William Wilberforce, who interestingly lived fairly close to where I live in Clapham, uh, you would you would actually be in favour of abolishing the British Parliament, as well as the evil slave trade. So how how could they? Have, you know, where's the mis, where's the mispunctuation here? Well, it's the omission of a, of a comma, isn't it? So it should be the abolition of the slave trade, comma signaling to the reader that there is a there is a new additional piece of information coming uh, that is not governed by the word abolition of so it'd be the abolition of the slave trade comma and the british parliament and if you really wanted to spell it out because that would you this would use more more words you could say the abolition of the slave trade and the role of the british parliament in it um, or and the role of the British Parliament um, would be a way of getting around the ambiguity. Um, so I looked up a few more examples, kind of humorous examples of mis mispunctuation. And as you can imagine, on the internet there are hundreds. Uh, I just uh, I just chose two. Uh, one of which I I've heard before, and it's a very simple three word sentence, which is. Let's eat grandma. <laughs> no. <laughs> she might not be very tasty. Obviously, the, the omission of the comma after the word eat has completely changed the sentence. Let's eat grandma. In other words, the comma shows that the, the you know, it's being addressed to grandma rather than grandma being the object of the, um, of the eating. So let's eat grandma. Um, and then uh, another one, quite amusing, was um, on. Uh, it was the cover, a front cover of a, 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 um, a magazine called Tales, which I think is about dogs and pets or whatever. And not something I'm particularly in, into, but um, there was a picture of some dog owner clutching her dog, and it said on the front cover, "Rachel finds inspiration in cooking her family and her dog." 
No wonder the dog was looking slightly, <laughs> slightly worried, slightly anxious. Um, obviously, again, there's a comma missing after cooking. It should read, well, I assume the intention was, Rachel finds inspiration in cooking, comma, her family and her dog. You actually don't need um, a second serial comma after the word family. Um, inserting that ironically, I think I've mentioned before, ironically, although it's called the Oxford comma, uh, it's more common in the US. Uh, so I would just I would just write Rachel finds inspiration in cooking, comma, her family and her dog. Uh, which would which would make a lot more sense. And then finally, I'm going to close on what I think is the most is one of the most interesting examples of mispronunciation. And I may I may mind this seam uh, in later in later episodes. But um, what I'm going to end on is a sentence that reads, "Woman without her man is nothing." Now, if you were chauvinistic and misogynistic, um, neither of which I am, uh, fortunately, uh, then I would insert a comma after woman and a comma after man, and it would therefore read, woman, comma, without her man, comma, is nothing. In other words, the main clause is woman is nothing. Uh, which is 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 pretty uh, is pretty harsh and unkind and clearly not true. Um, now, simply by changing the punctuation marks, we can completely reverse that meaning. And so, if we replace the first comma with a colon, where we're introducing the subject of woman, so it would go woman colon. That's the two dots, just in case you're not sure. So, woman colon. Without her, comma, man is nothing. And then the main clause is diametrically opposed to the original, which is man is nothing. So woman is the subject, colon, without her, comma, man is nothing, full stop. Um, so I leave, it, I leave it to you to choose which, which version you prefer. But um, either way, punctuation is incredibly important uh, and the, the, the sole purpose of punctuation is nothing really to do with pausing or, uh, or you know, in the old, so olden days of, of rhetoric and, and oratory, that might have been the case. But the sole purpose of punctuation is to clarify meaning. And I hope I've illustrated that with some of these examples. So the, the bottom line for us as writers is pay very close attention to those wonderful little marks known as punctuation marks as a way of uh, making your writing clear, um, unequivocal and unambiguous. And uh, so I'll leave it there for now and I'll see you tomorrow for episode 166. Thanks for listening. Bye now.